0: I'll get this started. Hello, and welcome to the Mutant Laydown. My name is Paul Graves, and I'm the managing editor for Deadline Municipals. Joining me today is my one and only colleague for today's podcast, Greg Clark, our head of municipal research. So everybody ditched. I don't know if everybody ditched me, uh, Greg, I don't is-
1: know, Paul. All I know is that you and I are holding down the fort.
0: Yeah, for our very last podcast of 2017. So uh, why don't we delve into one of our recurring topics, Puerto Rico, Greg. What's the latest there?
1: There's a few things going on there, Paul. Uh, there's an interesting court case regarding the employee retirement system that uh, also known as ERS, as in Sam, which issued about $3 billion in bonds in three separate issues in 2008. They used those bond proceeds to fund uh, Puerto Rico's pension plans, which, despite this cash infusion, remain pretty much broke. The, the bonds are a mixture of capital appreciation bonds and current interest bonds, and the first principal payment on any of these three series of bonds is not until 2023. So they they've they're only responsible for paying interest ever since since 08 until now and until 2023, they're all interest only. Uh, the bonds are payable from payments made by the Commonwealth, the Commonwealth agencies such as the Electric Authority, and uh, Commonwealth municipalities. This is, this is one thing that's, that's different about these bonds. Usually when you see pension obligation bonds, they're either a general obligation of the issuing uh, government or they are a uh, lease appropriation bond of some type. But this, this one does have this structure. In any event, the bonds defaulted on their interest payments for the first time on December 1st. And earlier this week, Judge Laura Taylor Swain, who's the presiding judge for Puerto Rico's bankruptcy, ordered ERS to continue making interest payments until she issues a summary judgment on this matter. She, she also plans to order that holders of the capital appreciation bonds who don't get interest checks per se will share in the interest payments that are being made to holders of the current interest bonds. So that's a situation that obviously those bondholders holders are, are watching closely. And it's it's another wrinkle in the in the whole Puerto Rico litigation scenario. I can move on to some other Puerto Rico news if you like. We've got again we've got some we've got some more.
0: Sure, um, let's tackle
1: it all. All right. Uh, on December fifteenth, a judge approved a request by a group of Puerto Rico's creditors for access to a wide array of documents regarding. Puerto Rico's finances and fiscal plan the creditors include bond insurers and two two other groups one that represents holders of general obligation bonds and another that represents various mutual funds the judge's decision to open up the uh, information to the creditors is considered a major win for them as you might guess who now have ac- they now have access to 17 different types of documents dated from January 1 of 2014 to the present. I found the date of January 1, 2014, interesting because it's about two months before Puerto Rico's last big bond issue, $3.5 billion in general obligation bonds. It sold in March 2014. Uh, That was also the bond issue, as a lot of people will, will know, a lot of our listeners will know.
0: That was the iconic one where they had all the Puerto Rico officials at the stock exchange with their hands fist up in the air triumphantly. I remember
1: that. Yeah, yeah, and it was supposed to. And the cash from that was supposed to last Puerto Rico a long, long time. How long? I don't remember, but a lot longer than it did. Within a couple of years, uh, excuse me, within about fifteen months, they were in default on the public finance corporation bonds. Uh, Also keep in mind that the Oversight Board uh, for Puerto Rico um, did not want this information disclosed. They're they're acting on behalf of the Commonwealth. The, The information includes liquidity reports that were provided to the Oversight Board, monthly reports on federal funds and debt, and calculations that underlie the, let's say, widely criticized fiscal and economic growth plan that was, that was released in March of this year. Finally, the judge has asked creditors and Puerto Rico's government to present a joint report by the 22nd of the month with areas of agreement and disagreement on document production. One last twist, it's worth noting that the judge's order still gives Puerto Rico the right to object to individual document requests. So I'm guessing that this could still be tied up for quite a while. Um, I Personally, I'd like to see the information go to various parties, and it's, it's my understanding this is normal in the case of a, of a bankruptcy. Um, But anyway, that's where it stands. It was a big win, but I think there still might be some fight left in Puerto Rico and the Oversight Board when it comes, again, to individual document requests. There's also been, uh, on another topic, disaster relief. A bill was introduced into the U.S. House of Representatives to provide $81 billion in federal disaster aid, this, the $81 billion would provide monies for Puerto Rico, the U.S. Virgin Islands, California, Texas, and Florida. Obviously, all those entities were affected by hurricanes other than California, which has had some massive fires, both in northern and southern California. Funding in the bill's current form is to provide loan programs, monies to the Corps of Engineers, <clears throat> Excuse me. Agricultural assistance, uh, small business disaster loans, rebuilding of K through 12 schools, economic development, and even repair of defense facilities in these in these various uh, entities. The latest on this is that it may not go until next year because the uh, the Democrats in the House want more money in there for Puerto Rico. Uh, they apparently feel that Puerto Rico has been shortchanged at the expense of a couple of the states. That's about it for, for Puerto Rico.
0: Well, you mentioned big wins, Greg, and certainly the Republican majority in Congress got a big win this week with tax reform. Uh, what were the implications for specifically muni bonds, uh, Greg?
1: It, it, it could have been a lot worse for the muni bond market, Advanced refundings will no longer exist, and that's a big hit to uh, the market supply, but private activity bonds are safe. Private activity bonds is, is, I think, a recognized term in the legislation, but it's a term that I think is a bit too nebulous, at least for, for my purposes when I think of the muni market. But included in, in this group are airports and other transportation facilities water and sewer utilities, waste disposal facilities, multifamily housing, and nonprofit hospitals and universities. So if private activity bonds had been taken out of the market, that would have been a huge hit to the market. Ironically, um, stadium bonds made the cut. They're still going to be able to, to be financed with, with, uh, with municipal bond, tax-exempt bonds. yeah
0: <laughs> that because uh, there's a lot of controversy around whether or not public money should be used for stadium finance, and that's still managed
1: to make the cut so yeah, that, it, again, speaking personally, it seems to me like one of the less worthy uses of taxes and financing, but that's just my opinion, as far as the rest of the bill goes with the changes in tax rates for individuals and corporations and the effect on the economy um I'll I'll paraphrase John Lennon and just say that uh I'll let the economists comment on that and let them get it wrong.
0: Yeah, that, that that sounds about right. It'll be it'll be very it'll be fascinating to see where things are a year from now. Yeah. And even if the economy is doing well whether or not Republicans get credit for that cuz the bill has already been kind of branded as For the wealthy, so we'll kind of see how all of that plays out on the political side.
1: Maybe I should maybe I should explain that John Lennon joke because it's it's kind of obscure. Supposedly uh, he was asked uh, to what he attributed the Beatles' popularity, and his response was, "I don't know. I'll leave that to the sociologists and let them get it wrong." So
0: (laughs) there you go. Yeah, I think that. uh, that's going to be about it because, uh, you know, this, this idea that the tax cuts are going to spur growth, there's a lot of controversy about that idea. But we're going to find out, um, that's for sure, because uh, this is coming into to play for 2018 and beyond. So, But moving on with uh, more from the market, there were a couple other interesting developers. One of them was with the city of Houston
1: yeah the city earlier this week priced its long planned one billion dollar pension bond issue again, as as Puerto Rico I'm not comparing Puerto Rico to Houston uh favorably or unfavorably. all I'm saying is that the purpose of the bonds in Houston's case is also the same reason that or also for the same purpose that Puerto Rico used its pension funding bonds, and that is to provide funding for its pension systems in this case a billion just a touch over a billion dollars the other aspect of this is that um, the issuance of these bonds is critical to the city's pension reform efforts if the city didn't sell these bonds then it puts some other aspects of its agreements with its public employee unions into doubt it was all part of one big plan that everyone agreed to. The bonds were received positively by the market with with yields lower than expected by some portfolio managers. The bonds are uh, scheduled to close tomorrow. I should say today is Thursday the 21st, tomorrow, Friday the 22nd, but a problem devolved within the last few days. On December 15th, a suit was filed in Harris County District Court, challenging the vo- the validity of the November 7th election, by which voters approved the bonds, and then on December 19th, the city received a letter from the plaintiff's attorney, in which the attorney said he was seeking a temporary injunction that would prevent the bonds from closing. The plaintiff in the case argues that the borrowing is not subject to city property tax limits and that this fact was not included in the ballot language that the voters saw on November 7th. In other words, he's saying that the voters were under the assumption that tax limitations would apply when they really don't apply. Again, implying further that taxes could go up more than uh, the city wants to admit. I think that's a fair summary of the, of the plaintiff's uh, position. In any event, the city says that it does not intend to avoid the tax cap and that the suit is frivolous and without merit. I guess we'll have a final answer on Friday the 22nd, but as of now, we uh, we don't have any more information on that. I can say it would be highly unusual for a judge to stop the closing of a bond issue, especially one of this size uh, on the day of closing, but... Who knows? I've been surprised before.
0: Okay, and another one of our recurring favorites, the South Carolina Public Service Authority, better known as Santee Cooper. What's the latest there?
1: Well, again, as our listeners, regular listeners or even irregular listeners will know, uh, it's one of the municipally owned utilities we've been following closely due to its involvement in a failed nuclear project known as the VC B is in Victor, C is in Charlie. Summer nuclear plants. It's uh, Sandy Cooper's partner in the summer facilities is South Carolina Electric and Gas, which is an investor-owned utility. Each of the two is under investigation by various authorities regarding their respective roles in the projects. So there's a lot of allegations about uh, what was done correctly, what was not done correctly, whether disclosure about the projects again, which have been stopped now after, after the expenditure of large sums of money, whether there was enough disclosure on these projects as as construction went along as far as it did. Governor Henry McMaster of South Carolina, which act, which owns Santee Cooper, has attempted to fire the chairman of Santee Cooper's board, a man by the name of Leighton Lord. Uh, Mr. Lord refused to resign despite again, what the governor and many others in the state see as the board's lack of transparency and mismanagement of the summer projects. Mr. Lord alleges that the governor's attempt to fire him is due to Lord's prominent support of McMaster's top challenger in the 2018 Republican primary for governor, uh, a labor attorney from Charleston by the name of Catherine Templeton, and to top things off, uh, Mr. Lord's received a temporary injunction preventing his firing. In an order dated December fourteenth, a judge granted the injunction for ten days, or possibly until January third, and said that Lord was likely to prevail on the merits of the case. I. Without knowing more about this, there's two things that surprise me. Number one is why Mr. Lord would want to remain on the board. Number two, um, how he, how we can prevail on the merits of the case. It's a state-owned utility. It would seem to the governor is within his rights to 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 fire him. But that's just off the top of my head. I I can't. There, it's possible there's something in state law that prevents him from being fired without the consent of the legislature, I don't know. But that's the latest, so we'll know a little bit more within the next week or so about about this one.
0: There's a lot of palace intrigue going on in uh, South Carolina.
1: Yeah. An- and- another thought is if I was the governor's opponent in the primary, I don't know if I'd want one of my allies still associated with the utility. Uh, it just seems like it would be you know, uh, just a bad connection to have. I, I kind of let let the governor have his way, and whatever, whatever happens from here would be the, the on the governor, not on anyone else.
0: It's interesting to see how this, you know, Toshiba bankruptcy has now just, or the Westinghouse bankruptcy. I'm sorry, has just. Kind of blended into a lot of
1: uh, into a lot of different things going on. <laughs> yeah the uh, the the, no. tentac- the tentacles go wide and deep.
0: Yeah, and it is somewhat puzzling that the uh, chairman wants to stay there. Um, but okay, I guess by the time we come back for our next podcast, we'll have an answer one way or the other. That's right. All right, well, to everyone out there, I hope you enjoy the holiday season. And we'll come back again, better than ever, with our award-winning podcast, The Mini Lowdown in 2018. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next year.
1: Thanks, Paul.